podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Barrett In Pod, part of the 1012 Podcast Network and partners with Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Matt Workman. As always, I'm joined by Joe Goodman. Joe, how's it going? How are you feeling this uh, this evening? I'm fighting a nasty cold, um, but we're surviving. We're we're close to the weekend, Matt. Uh, we've had two basketball games this week that have both been won, so it's like really nice to be happy about Baylor sports results. So you know, I'd say, <laughs> even though I'm a bit sick, on the whole could be worse could be worse that's a it's a good way to put it so let's just jump right into it baylor played a football game god i have forgot about that yeah they did <laughs> they did play a football game on saturday against um the university university of houston, of houston. um did not go as I expected. And yeah. It was I just, mean, I wasn't – it didn't go as I expected, but I also wasn't surprised. It wasn't a good game for, by anyone, but it was like seven and a half. Oh, I, I was up in the press box. It was it was very, very light up in the press box, and um, I was up there just sitting with Drake. And uh, it was a, it was a, it was a fun, it was a fun time, because it was just almost like, it was, it was such a sickos game, you know. It was just a, it was just bad football all around, and you kind of get to the point where it's like you, you start predicting what the next bad thing that you're gonna see is. So yeah, it's a, uh, it was, it was an interesting experience. Um, it's the sea, it's a dead season. I mean, it's it's officially it's a dead season. Um, we are three and six now. I mean, technically, mathematically, the hope for a bowl game still exists. I mean, I guess you could uh, you could win two games and make one. You know, if there's like an if there's those extra bowl slots that are available, occasionally you get a five team team five te- a five win team that gets in, and I, I believe it's based off of academic metrics. Actually, how they get in, like Rutgers, I think last year was the was the five win team to play a bowl game. And uh, so technically it's there, but this team just, I, I don't think they have anything left in them to play for other than pride. And I feel like you've had a lot of opportunities throughout the year to play for pride and they haven't done that yet. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's a dead, it's a dead season at this point. Yeah. Baylor's not winning five games. So, don't but it doesn't help that basketball season's here. You know, you start the week off with um, Scott Drew up in Sioux Falls with a brand new team, right? Like all new faces, complete lift and shift compared to what it was last year. You've got a top 10 overall recruit in the country, a McDonald's All-American and Jacoby Walter out there starting. Yeah. You've got fun guys like Ray J. Dennis, uh, Eves Misi, uh, Miro Little, uh, D'Antoine Grimes. Um, you know, there's there's just new faces all over the floor. Um, Jalen Bridges, um, who's, you know, one of the only, I think the only returning starter. Um, he's looking good. And you get that team. Everybody's excited. It's a top 20 basketball team and they go up and they play a neutral site game against Auburn, a Bruce Pearl coach team. And it was a blast of a basketball game, Matt. And they came back and they shoot heart and they played well and they win the damn thing. And everybody, I think, has kind of forgotten about football at this point. You know, it's like every Saturday now it's going to be a chore. And it for the Baylor fans that do watch, I think is is the point that we've reached. And I can tell you right now, just from the all the Baylor fans that I know, the people that I'm friends with, that I text with and communicate with regularly, a significant portion of them are like, I, I'm not going to watch. Like, there's no reason for me to to waste three hours of my life three more times this year 
watching. Um, so it they've really, really lost the fan base at this point. So how do you how do you get them back? How does Baylor get them back? How does the football team, your football program, get people reinvested? You know, even even at the end of last year, when you know you lose to Air Force at Eamon G. Carter, right? The the disappointing, awful end to the season last year, um, and how bad we looked, especially starting in that Kansas State game. Even through all of that, and how pessimistic people were. There was just general excitement in July and August. Like football is back, right? And we all started talking ourselves into like, okay, this is going to be a good team again. There's going to be improvements. We're all excited about what's happening here. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I think I think most people are going to be are going to have super low expectations. I think it's going to be closer to probably what we saw coming into the 2021 season where nobody expected us to do what we did. And I think most people are going to expect us to be very bad next year. And I don't see a reason that tells me that I, I don't agree with that, that I think we probably will. I don't think, I, I don't believe that Dave Miranda is going to be fired this off season. So I think we're going to be going, we're, we're going to be going into the season next year with a coach on the hottest seat possible. Um, so there's there's no circumstance where you could see a change at head coach. Cause I'm pretty certain I just we'll don't think so, later, no. We'll get like we're gonna get blown out Saturday. I'm gonna go ahead and spoil picks for me for Baylor. I don't I don't think there's any chance we beat Kansas State. Yeah, so here's my prediction. I think we go 0 and three. I do. After that Houston game, I just I, I legitimately do believe that. It'll be three and nine. Three. So you think three and nine, he keeps his job in year four. I do. I think what's going to happen is I think you're going to see massive upheaval on the staff. I think, I think you're going to see multiple guys, especially on the offensive side, let go. And it's going to, it's going to be tough at that point to bring new people in, right? Who There aren't going to be big name coordinators that want to come and take a job with a guy that they think might get fired the next year. So, you know, what you're going to see is you're going to see some guys get let go. I think you're going to see some guys that are currently on the staff probably get elevated. And then you backfill the position coach levels. So I think you might see somebody that's not been an OC before that's already on staff become OC. This is no insider information on this. This is just Joe's guess of what's going to happen, by the way. Um, And so I think that's, what's going to happen. I think you're going to see major upheaval. And I think it's going to be, we're giving you, one shot at this and and you get to try again. I think that's driven by multiple things. I think it's um, a, the administration legitimately does like Dave Aranda and they do believe that Dave Aranda can be, and has been a good coach. I think he is still the guy that was the head coach of the best Baylor football team that ever existed. And that gives you a bit of a leash um, I also think that the um, the whole recruiting thing, like a, a big thing that I see a lot now is like, oh, well, he did that with Matt Rule's recruits. Well, yeah. that is true. Matt Rule, like you, you think about the offensive line under the same guys under Matt Rule's assistant coaches compared to the guys that, you know, got brought in by Dave Aranda. Like, you know, Jalen, the Jalen Petries and the Terrell Bernard's of the world blossomed under Dave Aranda. Like he, he did something right with those kids. Like he coached them well and he called games well, and he did things right to be that, you know, to be the coach of the best Baylor team that ever existed. Um, And let's not, let's also not forget, like there are guys that are currently on the staff today that were part of the recruiting process of the kids that rule recruited. We still have some assistants left over, notably like Sean Bell, one of our biggest offensive recruiters out there was still one of the biggest recruiters under Matt Rule. All right, um, it's all new recruiting department, though. That's that's fair, but like a lot of them left and went out west. Yeah, there are guys at Tech now, and there are guys at Nebraska now. Right, Joey brought some guys with him too when he left. But there are there are things that I think I don't want to say they get overblown, but I think they get they don't. 
the variables and the nuance is not as recognized with a lot of the things that people are pissed off about with Dave Aranda. But I mean, um, recruiting is down. There's no doubt about that. You can't share. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's it. You say recruiting is down. Like there was periods where like I was thinking the same thing about the guys that Matt Rule was bringing in. It just turned out that they were well, no, big, no, no. They were but developed. Those are well. still those are still like Matt Rule's first class is still like a top thirty class. Dave Aranda hasn't had a top 30 class yeah. on his own. But they're not, it's not, we're not sitting out here recruiting at like the 80s, Matt. Like, you know, it's, it, we're still like what, in the top half of the conference. We're, we're we are currently performing no. below a level that you would expect based off of the classes that are coming in. I'm more worried about the development of players than I am about the players that are coming in. They're both worrisome, but the one is worse than the other. So what what my biggest thing is, is that if I'm Mac Rhodes right now, I'm telling him your one shot, your one shot at this is day one that you can. You are hitting the transfer portal harder than any coach has ever hit the transfer portal. You're going to be Deion Sanders. We are like that. Currently... That's going to be the thing that you have to you, you. That's the biggest thing that Dave Aranda has to change about himself. And if I'm yeah. Mac Rhodes, I'm saying that's what you have to do to keep your job. No, for sure. But also, like, I mean, just to speak to the recruiting thing a little bit, we're 11 in the Big 12 out of 16 with 14 commits. Yeah, but how many do we have that are like in the hopper, you know? After this season, I wouldn't say too many. That's true. This season is terrible, but let's see. What are the classes that he, and again, you can't judge him the results of this year based off of a future recruiting class. Like, okay. People no, are complaining no, saying that he didn't bring in good enough recruits to, to make us good right now. It's speaking to the, the gigantic step back Baylor has taken in recruiting. That's fair. So he can look, Last year's recruiting class. They were like 40, I want to say, right around there. Um, I would say they're probably higher than that. They were, well, nope, 37 and 22. Yeah, see, about 37. That's kind of where I expected them to be. And then in 2023, 35. And then right now, God, we're probably way down there. Oh, I hit 50 and there's no Baylor. So let me load more. <laughs> 61. 61? Yeah. As of that's right what now, I figured we'd be. For 2024. But I mean, just to point out, before this year, you said we were what, 37? In 2019, we were the 35th ranked class. In 2018, we were the what, 35? Fourth, I think. Twenty eighteen, we were twenty nine. All right, 20, so we did 20, get top thirty in twenty eighteen. Twenty twenty five or twenty three, you got three commits. Top twenty five for the twenty twenty five. Twenty seventeen, where were we? Twenty seventeen, we were forty. So, like again, this is what I'm saying though is like, it, it's not like Matt Rule was bringing in world beaters, you know. Well, twenty seventeen is was weird. Right, because that was like post. Yeah, he rebuilt that recruiting class. He gets credit for getting up to forty from nothing. Twenty eighteen, we were twenty ninth. I mean, twenty twenty, we were forty ninth in twenty twenty. For the twenty twenty recruiting class, we were, God, forty ninth. That's why we have no upperclassmen playing right now. In twenty twenty, we didn't get anybody. No, I would I would say yeah. That part of that is, I don't know if they stopped recruiting when like rule left. And then you get yeah, COVID. I mean, in 2021, well, we were 41st. Like, also, that's the thing. It's like, I wouldn't count 2020 because also, yeah, there wasn't any recruiting because there is a global pandemic. <coughs> 2022, we were 37th, 35th, and 23. Yeah, so the recruiting is falling off now. 2023, now. we were 35. Recruiting is falling off now. No, that's accurate. It's like, yeah. 
after last season. And that's expected, right? You're not and winning. It's gonna fall off but I don't think it's because Dave Aranda's a bad recruiter. Like that's no. that's what I'm getting at here is like people are acting like he's recruiting no. so much worse than Matt Rule did. He's not. He didn't. No. He Here's didn't. the thing. I think his I mean, this is just purely my opinion. And I have nothing to back this up with. The recruiting staff is probably not as good as what was here with Matt Rule. No, they're, they're different. They're different. They are very different. Right. Guys and, and I think that gets at a core of it here is like, and this is what I remember we were telling our Texas Tech fan friends when they hired Joey McGuire. It was like, we, get ready for you guys to bring in a two star that you're going to be like, why the hell are we signing this two star recruit? And, but it's because the dude can fly, you know, or like he has some kind of unique trait that is not coachable. And they're yeah. like, we can coach the other things. That was the, the Matt Rule, Rule Joey McGuire way. That's the Matt Rule thing is like, we want big, fast guys. Yeah. We'll, I can't we'll coach speed. I can coach yeah. everything else. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I think Dave and Aranda. I feel there. like Dave Aranda is more, what, what he's done is he's gone and looked for the cerebral player and, you know, the very person over player kind of recruiter. Yeah. I think you know, a lot of times, I think one thing, and, I've seen others talk about this is like the team doesn't have an edge to it. Right. So like, there's no players who have a little bit, they're a little rough around the edges and you have to kind of rein them in. Well, I don't think you need anybody that's rough around the edges. You need to got, got that dog in him. In football, I absolutely think you need someone like that. No, I don't like the whole, you need, you need like bad dudes. Or anything like that. You just need like fiery dudes. Like Terrell Bernard, I would never say was rough around the edges, but that dude could get you fired up. I don't think Siaki Ika was rough around the edges, but guess what? That dude would dance and he would party and he made you feel happy that you were out there on the football field. You know, Robert Griffin had his own ways. He was just super corny, but dudes got behind it. That's what you you just, we don't have leadership. That's what we lack. I think even in the coaching staff, just that... I don't feel like there's anybody I look at on the staff right now or anybody that's involved with the football program at all. And I'm like, I know I can get behind that guy. And I want to, I want to, I want to play for that dude. I'm going to have fun and I'm going to be excited about playing with for, you know, as in a group with that person. And, you know, that's what we're missing. And so again, if you're Mac Rhodes, it's like, you need to hit the transfer portal hard and you need to figure out your staff. Like you need to figure out, the Lego pieces that come together and makes this thing work. Um, but you know, I think I think it's expensive to fire Dave Aranda. That's another big deal here, guys. Is like if you fire Dave Aranda, you got to pay up, right? You got to pay up hard because you just renewed his contract, and it wasn't stupid to do it at the time. You know, we were worried. We were all scared that he was going to go to UCLA or Wisconsin or what. It was yeah. USC, USC or Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I think Miami was hiring. You know, it was like Dave Aranda was one of the hot names. And we all, n- none of us wanted him gone. That's not a, like, well, don't revise history here. We were all I, very happy when he signed that extension. When I, I when I, going back to what I was saying earlier, when I meant by, by like rough around the edges, guys, is like, like there's no Chris Miller who's going to come screaming down, who's possibly going to get a targeting. Because he's just playing 110. <laughs> oh, oh, I okay. That's Not what necessarily rough around the edges. Let's go with uh, recklessly awesome. Yes, we don't have anyone like that. Yeah, no, I got. Like, okay, I get what you're saying. Complete reckless abandon and no concern for his body or anyone else's. Yeah, I mean that's how Bernard played too. You know, think about undersized Bernard throwing his body into blockers. You know. Yeah. So like we don't have the NFL that. now. We don't have those um, guys. But no, it's it's going to be expensive to fire Aranda. And so you pay him off and then whoever you want, you're going to have to pay a buyout to get them too. Cause it's not like there's a plethora of coaches that are going to be, that are just sitting on the street that you're going to want to hire. That are Would free. it be worth it if there's someone out there that they want to, to miss the opportunity? Who would that be? I mean, let's say, I mean, Jeff Trailer, just to throw a name out there. I'm not Who saying are you worried about taking him? Texas A&M. They're not firing Jimbo. I don't know about that. I, I, they're not firing Jimbo. They, they they do have the money to fire Jimbo. That money's been raised. 
Well, I'm aware, but they're not. They, they, it is not about the money at Texas A&M. It is about having to admit to the world they were wrong. And I think they're going to go a couple more years before they're willing to do that. You know, that plaque, that that 20 yeah. blank, blank plaque yep. still sitting there. Yep, exactly. That national championship plaque. It's not about money in, in College Station. It's about the ego at this point. And I... That's the thing. It's like if you really want trailer, where's he? Who's gonna? Who's gonna hire him? Right. And that so, was just a name. I don't know if he's. I was and just after and seriously, if you're Texas A&M University and what you're searching for is national championships, and you just got done stealing a national championship coach away from Florida State and giving him an ungodly amount of money, do you do you really think they're gonna sink down to the lowly levels of UTSA? For a guy whose stock is pretty much dropping this year because he's not as good as he was two years ago, like I, I don't I even think, think I don't know if Texas A and M calls him. They they started pretty rough and they've kind of rebounded. I mean, they've done what Baylor should have done, what everyone thought Baylor was going to do. You know, they rebounded their season and are ending stronger than they started. Baylor's, I think, worse than Tex than they were at Texas State. Oh, is Baylor worse today? With with shaping hundred percent healthy in that Texas State game, I think they're worse today than they were in August mm. or September second, whatever, whenever it was. I don't want to get into that, but but again, like that's the thing is there that I think that's another part of this is Iran is expensive, but there's there's also no there's no big name out there, right? There's no next. Well, there's man no up. like there, yeah. There's no like immediate like that's the guy. Which there wasn't when Rule left either, really. I don't think. Well, I mean, it, just, like let's not forget, everybody wanted Chad Morris back then. There was a Chad Morris was Dodge a hot name back then. That bullet, dodge that bullet. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, we did. But you know who was hey who was working with Chad Morris during those times? I don't know. Where was Jeff he Trailer? <laughs> Well, not in He's not part in of the Chad Morris tree. Not in 2019. Whenever. Well, we hired Rule in 2017. Well, no, I meant when Rule was like when he left. When we hired Aranda, there wasn't. Oh yeah, like, I mean Aranda, Aranda. I think was um, Aranda wasn't the obvious name. I mean, granted, he was coming off of a national championship, but yeah, he was coming off a national championship. He was all the news reports had him. He was taking again. Like, yeah, know, so like that's the thing. It's like, do you want to end up with Aranda? Like, if you want to fire Aranda, do. You, the options out there are another, like another Aranda, is what it sounds like. You know, I'm like that's what I'm saying. There's no big burnt. name. There's I'm no big name on, out there. I'm burnt out on Aranda. So, and that's the other, like if you want to fire Aranda, come to me and tell me who exactly it is that we need to hire this year and why we have to hire them this year. Like, like the only again, if, is. To make if change. there was like the Tom Herman type out there, right? Tom Herman's out there. He's doing things. That... Yeah, but no, I mean the Tom Herman type. Like you can't have already failed. <laughs> like when, when Charlie Strong got hired at Texas, he was the major yeah. name. When Tom there Herman, when Tom big... Herman got hired at, at U of H, there he was the big... hot coordinator that just won the national title, beat Alabama. Yeah, there isn't a big, you know, big name G five. Like he's the next guy. There isn't a Billy Napier top that's out there. Right. It's like he's the guy that's going to be the, do the jump from like group of five to power five. Then there isn't and a there's hot, no I mean, There's no there's like no hot coordinator. At least that I'm aware of. There's no like sneaky. Like when we hired Art Bryles, for example, like it was like, hey, he's doing something at Houston, right? Like he wasn't necessarily like a nationally hot name. But like, hey, he runs this kind of gimmicky offense. They're putting up gaudy numbers. Yeah, why not yeah. try to go get him? There's no guy like that out yeah. there. Right now. I mean, I guess you could maybe GJ Kenny, but he's only had he's all no. He's, it's what's way, his second year as a head coach? Give him the keys. Is this is his second year as a head coach? Yeah, first year yeah. in the FPS. Yeah, he was at FCS Incarnate Word. Yep. Yeah, his he, he's got one year experience he's at been successful Word and one year experience at Texas State. More successful than Baylor was this year at Texas State. So I don't know if Aranda could do at Texas State what DJ Kenny did at Texas State this year. But probably not. Everything being the same, same players, same. Everything. Do you think DJ Kenny could have done twenty twenty one? He couldn't have. 
I don't know. You do. You do. They would have scored more points, probably. Defense would have been worse. You really? I, no, I don't know. I don't know if Gary Bohannon and, and GJ Kenny's offense would have matched up very well at all. Oh no, you probably would have. You probably would have had to start f- freshman Blake Shape. <laughs> and again, I don't know how well that would have worked. So, like twenty twenty one, that that's the thing I go back to is I don't want to be I don't want to be like trapped under twenty twenty one, but it showed that Aranda had the ability to to figure it out, like. He made, he pushed the right buttons and he made the right choices in 2021. He really and truly did. And I think, I don't know why, Matt. I really don't know why. But, man. Is it not happening? Like, I'll just say their names. Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos. I love Eric Mateos. He's an awesome dude. But, like, they have let the team down this year, man. They just have. I'm glad you brought that up. So, you're, you're pretty confident they're not making a change to head coach. But you do think there'll be changes made. Yes. On on the staff. Yes. And not the defensive staff. Correct. So I believe go- that Baylor, I think Baylor will go into 2022. Well, I don't think I, at this point, like if they fire Aranda, then this is 100% the case. And if they don't fire Aranda, I believe this has to be the case, which is in 2024, Baylor will be playing with a new offensive coordinator. I, I, I don't I, I think there's no I doubt. don't see how I there is there is just zero scenarios in my head where Jeff Grimes is the offensive coordinator at Baylor this year, which is, again, insane to think about considering just last offseason, we were slightly worried that he might be the head coach at Auburn this year. <laughs> Do you think. But it's kind of the same thing. Is there like a, a obvious coordinator out there? No. There's not, which is why, like, again, this is no inside information whatsoever. This is Joe guessing. This is just me guessing. All right. I don't want this to sound like I'm reporting something. This is just if you sat me down and said you had to write down what you think is going to happen and put money down on it. This is just my guess. I think Sean Bell is the offensive coordinator next year. I can't tell you how much that frightens me. Um, because I think it's easier to replace position coaches. So you can elevate a guy and you say, this is the guy. And then you go find somebody that you can make your, your quarterbacks coach. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a change made at offensive line coach. That has disaster um, written all over it to me. It very well may, but that's you my know, guess. He's n- Okay. I don't like that. Just being honest. I don't like that scenario. Under any circumstance. And not against Sean Bell. I think something he could be a great offensive coordinator. It's just, I don't know if you can jump to this level from being the quarterback's coach to offensive coordinator without having called plays at this level or college level for that matter. And be successful. Maybe you can. Maybe it's been done. But I don't know if it's ever. No one's ever gone from not calling plays to calling plays at power five. We four, we have five, on this team. In fact, actually, who? Kendall Bryles. Yeah, but let's had never honest. called plays. Even Sean let's Bell be had honest. called plays at a high school plays. level. Kendall Bryles I mean, had not called plays ever, and he became the offensive coordinator. That's just that, and that would be fine if we had an offensive head coach. I probably wouldn't be as adamant. That's why I'm not upset about um, Matt Palich because we have a defensive head coach. He never called plays either before this for this year. The problem is we don't have offensive leadership on this team or an offensive brain trust that could. Maybe negate no, again, some of the learning. I don't know that, if that's going to happen. That's just my guess. So, <laughs> go get anyway. We're beating a dead horse. I go get Colorado. We don't know OC. what's going to happen. He but just got demoted. I, I, huh? I said go get Colorado's OC. They just demoted him. Why would he come here? I stop talking he, about Sean Lewis. Everybody, stop talking. I love you are Sean not Lewis. getting Sean Lewis. It's I not going to happen. Lewis. I, that's great. I'm happy, but he's not coming to Baylor. 
And let the only reason Sean Lewis will be in Waco in 2024 is if you fired Dave Aranda and hired him as the head coach. That's the only the only scenario. He's not staying in Colorado. No. I mean, he just lost. I mean, took I mean maybe he this. will. I don't know. Maybe he likes playing. Maybe he's cool with this. Who knows? We can assume that he's not going to stay. But again, he's not. He's not going to leave Colorado as the OC to come to be. To, again, like you think he wants to move his family that much? He's going to spend one year in Colorado then to, the, the, to then he, move to Waco for a guy that's likely going to get fired. Back. What if it was assistant head coach slash OC? Somebody else will hire him as head coach. Like you want to you want to talk you want to talk five. about like an, if you want him there you go like if that's the hotness name if you want him and you're worried about not being able to get him that's the guy you have to fire. Well, he was a head coach. He you're was right, a head he coach. He quit being a head coach to be an OC for Dion because because of the the pathway to Power Five head coach. Yeah, it was easier than going from Kent State. You know, to be a the coordinator at the Power Five level. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't really worked out. For him this year. All right, let's move on. You last week, the, uh, our, well, I'll just yeah. run through it real quick. By the way, yeah. last week sucked for us. We were both two and four in our picks. Um, you, we both got UCF right. You got Kansas beating Iowa State right, and I got West Virginia beating PYU right. Those are the only two games that we got. We missed everything else, including the Baylor game. We both picked Baylor to win that one. That puts you, Matt, at uh, 48 and 37 on the year and me at 56 and 29 on the year. So rough week for us last week. Yeah. More opportunity this week. We have a lot of games. Um, So we didn't pick very good last week. But you know how you can look good while we make our picks is if we uh, go over to charliehustle.com. Can I tell you something, Matt? Yes. I'm wearing a Charlie Hustle shirt right now. As you should, because this podcast, as always, is brought to you by our friends over at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season. So be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel and show off your school spirit. All season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all of your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage, made fresh. Joe, have you have you uh, looked at some of their – have you seen those jackets? We may have already talked about the jackets. but yeah, We talked about the jackets last It's getting week. cooler today. I, I, want, I want a hoodie from Charlie Hustle. I'm gonna go on. I'm I'm debating which one to get, but definitely one is headed my way for sure. Oh, it's uh I think I'm it's gonna be probably something I asked for for Christmas. Definitely. I, like I, definitely. I, I not even probably, it's gonna be a definite ask for Christmas. So I mean, if you just hold your ears real quick, I'm gonna say something. All right. To your wife. Kelly, when you order. Joe, hoodie or jacket, make sure you use promo code 101215 to get 15% off non sale items. That's T E N 1215 for 15% off. All right, Joe, you can come back. Oh, what'd you say? What'd you say? It's a secret. It's between uh, me and your wife. I'm sorry. All right, it's a secret. Got it. I'll tell her. I'll make sure she listens. Okay. You know who's not Charlie Hustle worthy? I'll just say no, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> the Carolina oh, Panthers. Are they? Yes, they're playing Thursday night football. Yeah, it's it, this is this is the, the worst, Baylor U of H of the NFL, right? This tonight. is the worst it's, matchup. I yeah, was when I saw the promo for it, I was like, "This is why you need like flex scheduling." And there's no way you'd want to put this on prime time. So the Bears aren't starting Justin Fields. They're starting a player named Tyson Bagent. 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 I don't know how to spell. I don't know. How, I have never heard this man's name in my life. He went to Shepherd College. Wow. This dude is starting in the NFL. I need to see more about this. No, but I am because I am a CJ Stroud truther. 
He threw for 232 and two interceptions against the Chargers, 220 and two touchdowns against the Saints. Oh, man, look at him. He was a five-year starter at Shepherd, which is, let me see. I got to look up. What is Shepherd? They are an NAIA team. Oh, no, no, no. They're in Division Two now of the NCAA. They're in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. He's the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. But no, I'm a CJ Stroud truther, so I um I'm very invested in uh what Bryce Young is doing, so I can laugh that they took him and not CJ Stroud and thank them. But Bryce Young, the Bears in this game, to start in the second half, they've had two drives. They've gone for negative four yards and negative five yards on their team. I don't drives. think I don't think Bryce Young's an NFL quarterback. Man, I feel bad yet. for the dude just not because yet. like the team is like the team is so bad somehow. Well, they could have had. CJ I'm starting Stroud. to think, Matt. What you the worst thing that you can do is follow Matt Rule somewhere. <laughs> well, if that's a hey, next year, they're going to win their division. Then, well, no. Now this is supposed to be the year that they do that because he's been gone for two years. Remember, he he's been a year on TV. Who Rule? No. Didn't he? He was fired. He was fired last year. He went to Nebraska. Was he fired last year? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, they're only okay. So next year the Bears are winning the NFC North. Got it. Yeah. Well, they're the they're gonna go winning. to the NFC championship game. The, That's the Panthers yeah. are gonna win the Or the Panthers. Sorry, yeah, NFC. the Panthers are gonna are win the, in, uh, the NFC South next year. Yeah. yeah. So Tyler Badgett threw for five hundred and eighteen yards against Notre Dame in his first start. Wow. And three touchdowns and a 35-33 loss. Mm. So. Against Notre Dame? Of Ohio. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was like, wait, I think I would have remembered if Notre Dame only lost or only beat a Division Two <laughs> team by two points. <laughs> Notre Dame, Ohio. Yeah, because like Shepard's not, that's not even FCS. That's Division Two. Like that's that's the third division of of college football. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Matt, let's do some picks for this week. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm gonna kick it off. Eleven AM. This is a night game week, man. It is. There's only, this is there's the only, only early one. game. Lots there's of night games this week. Eleven AM, only two afternoon games. Um, text Tech travels to Manhattan to take, uh, I'm sorry, Lawrence, Kansas. Tyler Badger got me all discombobulated. Lawrence, Kansas to take on the number 16 ranked Jayhawks. Um, Kansas is a four point home favorite. What do you think, Joe? Is Texas Tech going to keep on sliding? Because they, they lost. No, they beat TCU last week, so they're four. Yeah, and they five. beat TCU last week. They're three and three. Um, Do you think they'll? Can you think they can take on Kansas? Who looks really good? Look, Matt. One does not simply walk into David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium and expect to get a win. So no, I'm taking Kansas to win this game. All right. I'm gonna agree. That's number sixteen, Kansas. By the way. Yeah. I'm telling you, all we need is like Kansas and Texas in the. Who are you taking? Oh, I'm agree, Kansas. K and U. I need to move Rock my chalk. notebook around. Rock chalk. Rock and chalk. Got it. What's next? All up? right, next up, um, one of only two afternoon games. This one on Big Boy ESPN, the number 15. God, I can't believe this. The number 15 Oklahoma State Cowboys sitting I'm at five and one in the Big 12. Season, Joe. Watch out for Oklahoma State. <laughs> um, five and one in conference, seven and two overall, coming off a win in what could be the very last Bedlam game ever. Um, huge win for them. Great win. They're going to head to Orlando um, to FBC Mortgage Stadium, otherwise known as the Bounce House, to face off against, like, I think a team on the rise now, Matt. 
in the UCF Knights. UCF won their first ever Big 12 conference game last week against Cincinnati. Um, so they moved to four and five on the year, one and five in conference. Oklahoma State, Matt, only a two and a half point road favorite. What are you thinking here? There is some letdown potential coming off a big win that you just talked about on the road <clears throat> against a, a team that desperately wants another Big 12 victory. I'm going to go with UCF. Oh, you're going for the upset, huh? Yeah. All right, I'm going to throw you a bone. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. All right. Good deal. Now we're cooking. We'll skip the other afternoon game. We'll save. Then uh, we come into our night slate. 6 p.m. on Fox. Big Fox. West Virginia. Travels to Norman to take on Oklahoma. <clears throat> Number 17, Oklahoma. And they are a 13-point favorite, the Sooners. Um. West Virginia, another team I thought was going to have a good year this year. Um, <laughs> three, four, and two on the year. And then Oklahoma, seven, two, four, and two on the year. So, what do you think, Joe? Um, This is a night game in Norman. They yeah. just lost to Oklahoma State. They're going to be pissed off. I'm taking OU all the way. I agree. I think there's no, I mean, yeah, they're going to win this game. No doubt. All right. Which all that double means. OU. Yeah, double OU. What's next? All right, another night game for us on FS1, 6 p.m. at TDECU Stadium in Houston, Texas. Um, this is the Cincinnati. Please, for the love of God, let us win this one. Finally, we don't want to go winless in conference this year. Bearcats versus the Houston Cougars. Um, Houston, a two and a half point favorite in this one coming off that win against Baylor Cincinnati coming off of a loss against UCF Matt does Cincinnati get their first win in conference play or does Houston move up to three and four and, and closer to bowl eligibility I just don't think Cincinnati's very good and they probably won't have a big 12 win this year so I'm going to go with the Cougs Houston for you, and you know what? I'm going to say, even though it's not the right sport, I'll say five slam a jamma and agree with you. Go with Houston. All right. 6.30 p.m. ABC. Number seven, Texas. Travels to Fort Worth. Amon G. Carter Stadium. Take on TCU. Texas is only only. I mean, this is it's a twelve. They're a twelve point favorite. I I thought it'd be more, but um, I guess because they're on the road. Um, so yeah, twelve. TCU coming off of a loss to Texas Tech last last week. They're two and four in the conference, four and five on the year, coming off of a a berth in the national championship game. Um, what do you think? How? Do you think this one's going to go? Can take TCU like give Texas its second loss in conference? And- I would love that, Matt. I would love that to happen. But there's something I would love even more. As much as I hate Texas, I hate TCU, and I'm going to have to hate TCU forever. I can forget about Texas. <laughs> We're getting divorced. Like I don't have to think about them. I'm going to hate them, but I don't have to think about them. TCU, I still got to live with. And there's a fun thing that could happen. Not that it will. And why would anything nice happen to us? But don't do it. If TCU loses this game, then Baylor has the opportunity to go to Fort Worth and take away TCU's bowl eligibility. Because this would be TCU's sixth loss, meaning they'd have to win out to make a bowl game. So if they lose to Baylor, that's their seventh loss, making them not bowl eligible. And being the team that got to do that in Fort Worth the year after they made it to the national championship game to say, ha ha, Sonny Dykes, you actually do suck. God, that would be cool. So I want that to happen. I'm taking Texas to win. Yeah. There's a, I really can't see Texas losing this game. 
And speaking of TCU, have you seen the uh, name for the TCU Baylor game? The I'm assuming it's legit. No, I have not. So there's a graphic going around. I guess it was from an Instagram post for like a ticket sales. And it's called the Blue Bonnet Battle. <clears throat> the Blue Bonnet Battle, huh? And I don't know who came up with this or why we're, why we're doing this when we have a, a name that both fan bases kind of accept. Why do we need if to? If you Google Blue Bonnet Battle, Matt, it brings up uh, New York Times bestselling author Carolyn Brown's heartwarming novel about old rivalries, young love, and a lemon meringue pie to die for. That doesn't scream Baylor TC. I don't know what does. Oh my God. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. In Bonnet, Texas, Liddy Latham, the queen of funeral dinners, keeps a Southern comfort food tradition alive until fancy schmancy Matilda Monroe moves back to town. She wants room at the table for her own style of consolation and closure, healthy, modern, and vegan. But this is about more than fried chicken versus tofu turkey. Matilda's return is also stirring up their volatile, unresolved history. And just when they thought it couldn't get more personal, Matilda's son Nick and Liddy's niece Amelia have met and the sparks are flying. For Matilda and Liddy, their precious kins... Oh, what did you just pull up here? Oh, my God. You pulled up the graphic. Oh, God. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Their precious kin's romance is their worst nightmare. Now, it's all Nick and Amelia can do to survive a family feud that has the whole town talking. The battle for the funeral dinner crown is on as two strong-willed women wrestle for control, making peace with the past maybe the only way to serve the star-crossed lovers a happy ending. (laughs) If you Google Blue Bonnet Battle, that's what it is. Oh, oh man. Um, so this is from... You know Baylor. what? I'm not going to lie. I don't hate it. Hold on. This is okay, from Baylor's me... University's I to, Instagram. I need to maximize this on my... I have you on my laptop screen. Let me move you to my... Um... Why can I not... Uh, no, I don't want to fit to window. There we go. What is going on here? Oh, it popped you at a full screen. How did that happen? All right, here we go. Now, let me see this. What is this logo? I know I used to work in the ticketing industry. And I've never in my life seen this logo. So that is what makes me. That's what gives me pause. I'm zooming in. Hold on. This is I know it's exhilarating for um for people that can't see what we're doing here. All right, let's see. What is that logo? Yeah, we don't we also don't have a date for that game yet, I don't think. All right, hold on. I'm sitting at a feeler. I'm going to I'm going to send this out to some people that work in the ticketing industry to see. We have a date. We don't have a time. We don't have a time. We have a date. Ever seen this logo? We do have the dates for the game next year. I thought we just have the teams for the games next year. Oh, no. This is for this year's. For this year's game. Yeah. Baylor TCU. Like next week. Then they would have announced this long ago. That's what I'm saying. Like I've never seen this logo, but this is on. Now I've only seen a screen grab. It's from Baylor Instagram. I'm going to stop the screen share real quick. Okay, so this is from... All right, so now I've got... So it's from Baylor Student Activities. An official Baylor University account called the TCU Baylor rivalry the Blue Bonnet Battle. 
Okay, yeah, so this looks like it is not official. Ticket. It was a Baylor. So here's what this is. It was a a Baylor account put this put this out. It was Baylor student activities. So I think I think they were just trying to like create, you know, like hey, it's you know, I don't think this is going to be an official name of this rivalry or anything. This isn't what the Big Twelve okay. is naming it. Thank God. We just put this together because we're lame and dorky. That tracks. I think this stops our picks, but let's go back to the picks. <laughs> All right. Somebody on Reddit said, Jesus, even Baylor's media team is mailing it in these season, this season. <laughs> oh. All right, Joe. Reddit does seem to be very much in unison that it's the rivalry and it will always be the rivalry. Yes. What's yeah, our next no. game? I don't think we have to actually like worry about that. All right, man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, our next pick. Yeah, we're way off track there. Um. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're we're professionals here. Um. Next up, we have. Let me go back to. I went away from ESPN to look that up. Cool. Um. I know it's uh, Iowa State at BYU. Matt, give me the metrics. Okay, Iowa State at BYU. Nine fifteen p.m. on ESPN. Iowa State is a eight point road favorite because they will be playing this game at the friendly confines of Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. BYU just got pretty handily beat by West Virginia last week. Mm-hmm. Iowa State's 4-2. Four and two. They're 5-4. and four. They're trying to get both eligible. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Is Keaton Slovis still out for BYU? Do we know? Uh, I, I don't. I haven't heard anything. It's 9-15 for yeah. Iowa State. It's a body clock game. For sure. It's not going to be that cold, and Iowa State's used to the cold. Um, it's going to be the – I think elevation is more going to be an issue for them. Yeah, that's a good point. This is going to be a a, a dogfight too. These are both solid defensive teams. I'm I, I'm going to go under the assumption that Slovis is still hurt, and I'm going to take Iowa State. In the spirit of our little competition, I'm going to go with BYU. You're just taking all the Cougars today. Yeah. All right, Matt. I'll take us to the game of the week. All right. What do we got? We really have to. Uh, Let us. All right. Let me have it. On Saturday at 2 p.m. on the Big 12 Network, a.k.a. ESPN Plus, the Baylor Bears head Mm -hmm. on north to the great state of Kansas, specifically in Manhattan, Kansas, at Bill Snyder Family Stadium to face off against the number 25 Kansas State Wildcats who almost beat Texas last week. Kansas State sitting at 6 and 3, 4 and 2 in conference. Uh, ranked 25 in the country. They are a 21 point favorite, Matt. Um in this football game, it's at home. Yeah. They're good or bad. Um so yeah, sure. What what do you think, Matt? Well, I've kind of already spoiled it, but yeah, Kansas State there's no they're gonna they're gonna treat us like they treated Houston. It's gonna be like 38 to 3 or something like that. Yep. Agreed. Horrible. Horrible. I'm not even gonna talk about it. Kansas State wins this game. Those are our picks. Joe, can how can people make some picks of their own? If you do want to make your picks, head on over to Prize Picks, one of our awesome 10 12 sponsors. Prize picks is the best legal way to play daily fantasy on player props. Um across a lot of different states in the United States, including the great state of Texas, where we are right now. Um, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is select two to five players and an over-under on a projected stat line, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's fast and easy, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. They offer tons of sports out there. NFL, college football, college basketball is now in full swing. NBA is now in full swing. Um, soccer, tons of stuff going on there too. Um, and there's tons of other sports that you can check out. Um, so go check them out. If you use 
promo code bear12 that's b-e-a-r-1-2 you get an instant 100 deposit match of up to 100 on newly created accounts that's right promo code bear12 and you can instantly get a 100 full match on your first deposit prize picks is available online and in the app store or on google play so go check them out um, you think Blake Shapin's going to throw for less passing yards than they're guessing on there because they're playing against a tough Kansas State defense on the road. You can go in there and, and and you know, make that as one of your picks. You could also choose Will Howard to run for a bunch of yards as well. Um, you know, or you can talk, you know, you can go mix and match sports too. You can go pick LeBron to score an over um, and, you know, your favorite college basketball player to score an under. So um, go check them out. Use co- promo code BEAR12 and you get some free money with it. Absolutely. I think we touched on Baylor basketball a little bit. They had a big win over Auburn, 88-82. And then they beat John Brown. I John believe. Brown University. I knew some people that was John Brown. today. So, off to off a good start. There was a great prediction start. by Sikkim Kate in the Our Daily Bears Discord today. Um, and she's going to be right. Is that Baylor, Baylor basketball will win – the same number of games in five days that Baylor football will win across the entire season. So if Baylor, basically yep. that would mean that Baylor loses out in football and Baylor fo- basketball wins their, their next game, yeah. which they very much will. Next game. Um, speaking of is Gardner Webb in Waco. Gardner Webb. So, and uh, yeah, don't suspect that'll be very much of a contest for Baylor, but there it is. Yeah, it's a it's a fun off or uh, non conference slate for Baylor this year. We got Oregon State coming up. We got Seton Hall coming up, but then you got the big boys in yeah. in across four days in December. You've got Michigan State on a neutral court in Detroit, and then you've got Duke at Madison Square Garden. That's well, they go to a tournament too, play like Florida or Pitt. Also, there's some like. You know, the yeah, we're in a turn. I think that's the one we're in with. I think Seton Hall is the first round of that one. If I'm okay. if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's very fun preseason or non-conference, however you want to phrase it, for Baylor basketball for sure. All right. Well, Matt, I have bad news for you. What you haven't watched any more Loki? <laughs> I have not watched a second more of Loki. I'm gonna watch the finale after this. But my uh, wife, yeah, I did my it. my wife and I have been just stupid busy with work and have not watched any TV. I have not watched like any TV since last week. Well, that's the only thing I've watched on TV. <laughs> yeah, I have not been really consuming much media. Uh, I cannot wait until man December. I'm gonna play. I'm going to play some video games and watch some shows in December. I can't wait. Two weeks off, man. I'm thinking I'm, thinking, I'm debating if I'm going to take my daughters to see the Marvels this weekend. And not because I think it's going to be good. Just because they enjoy it. So, so yeah, that's about it. I'm going to watch Loki and then about all i'm consuming at this point yeah i will i will watch i will try to watch loki before we record next week you just binge uh, uh, you know, part of though. part of the reason was i also we you know i didn't really have much of a weekend last weekend because my weekend was waco yeah so yeah well that was a great two, use of my time. two road games um and i will not be in attendance for West Virginia in Waco. Why not? I'll be out of town during Thanksgiving. Ah, I will be there. So. I committed to this thing. I'm going to go. So I committed to Thanksgiving and visiting my family. So that's what I'm going to do. Fair enough. But I will watch it reluctantly, but I will watch West Virginia and Baylor. I um, right. 
Yeah, I'll be there. I'm I'm gonna go. It'll be our last football tailgate, and at this point, that's what I go for. Yeah, that's uh, that is the the best part of going to Baylor football. Unfortunately, um, this season has been the tailgate and not the game itself. Because normally it's both. Normally it's like you got a good tailgate, got a good good team, good games. Uh, these haven't been good games. It's not a good team. But tailgate has been good. The tailgate, the tailgating has been elite this year. Yes, so very, I, I very much so. Very much so. Well, Joe, where can people right, find Matt. you? Where can people we... find you, Joe, if they want <laughs> to interact with you or see? Maybe more don't. Stuff? Everybody's gonna be mad at me that I said it. Dave Miranda's not getting fired, but um, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. You can also find me on rdailybears.com where I have uh, different musings and coverage of the game going on and just, you know, life is meaningless, eat at Arby's kind of thing. Um, Matt, where can the people find you and where can they find the podcast? Find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Workman. And the podcast is also on Twitter at the Baird in pod. And also you can find the podcast, our, our website. And there's, Joe put some cool graphics up. Um, TheBaredInPod.com Woohoo! TheBaredInPod.com so, yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, check it out. Give us traffic, you know? Yeah, for sure. Make it your homepage. Who knows? Yeah. You can find all of our episodes there. Yeah. And occasionally we write a blog piece. Well, like I was going to. Once every three months or so. Try that. But then the season happened and I started. That didn't sound yeah. like fun. Yeah, didn't sound like fun. All right, Matt. Until next time. Sick and bears. Sick and bears. Sports Social Podcast Network.